Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. They're not flogging themselves before bed? What? You're not playing chess, are you? I thought I had it there. You could stand for some lessons with Kieran there, Dory. Who would you rather fight alongside? The Griffins? Or the Ponies? The Sky Ponies. What do you know about One Stone? I don't know much about a lot of things. Do you like the fresh jazz, man? That sounds fun. I love jazz. Stone Giants are known for smashing things. You had a bit more of a complicated past than I had uh, assumed originally. Yeah. Complicated. That's that's the word. <laughs> Do you say compi- complicated? What is that? Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 114, set in stone. MVP this week is Darianne Stover for sharing her Spotify report for the year and revealing that Dice Shame is her number one spot. Thank you so much, Darianne. Can't wait to make next year's list, too. If you're in the holiday spirit and you're looking for something that will motivate you to bake cookies, shop for presents, or decorate that tree, tune in to Invictus Holiday Radio. Harlan and I have been creating a weekly fake radio show to get you through the season. Harlan's spinning some of the best music the season has to offer, and we're splicing in our own fake commercials, call-ins, and segments. Join the Discord or our Patreon to stream or download the shows today. It's a lot of fun. All right, should we get down to business? Let's do it. So I was was checking out on Amazon, and I realized that my cart was like $95 or something. What? What? You have to buy the cards too. The only thing I had bought were these little car air fresheners, so there's no way. 
And I realized there was something left in my cart. Do you guys ever go onto Amazon and you add a bunch of stuff and you're like, for sure I want these. Yeah. yeah. But not now. I'm going to get them later, right? I've definitely accidentally just bought something that way. Oh, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. What was it? Oops. It was a new microphone uh, holder. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I thought I needed a new microphone holder. Don't we all? Because my shock mount wasn't holding. Like, I was screwing it, but it kept coming loose. I was like, yeah, I need a new shock mount. And... It happened a few times and I couldn't, I kept forgetting to buy a new one. So I was downstairs, I was cooking and I threw one in my basket on Amazon the minute I remembered. And then I threw in, I think this was before Halloween, so I think I threw in some Halloween candy as well too. Secret candy. And then I remembered, okay, I got to get the Halloween candy because it's getting close to Halloween. I, I punched through my cart, boom, bang, bang. Next day or so, <laughs> this shock mount shows up. So first off, I was like, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. Oh, right. I bought a shock mount. So this is a twofold discovery. The first being that the shock mount that I have that's broken is nowhere near broken. I was just using it wrong. Upside down. I had it upside down. So I was constantly trying to keep it tight. And it was like fighting against gravity. And then I was like, literally, I took it off. And I was like, Joe was sitting at our desk. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm happy to announce that I did come to the realization, stupid as it was, I came to it by myself. I was like, (laughs) wait a minute, if I do it this way, so immediately turn it upside down, works perfect now. And then the kicker was when I opened the other one, it was like four fucking sizes too big. So it's this giant shock mount that I have no use for that I could probably find a way to return to Amazon, but I'm keeping as a lesson for my own stupidity to never Press checkout without checking. Mm-hmm. What a goof. You just have to get a bigger microphone. I will get a bigger microphone. Keeping it a lesson. Just, you know, if Henry ever hurts his arm again, he can have it like a shock mount. Uh, yeah, like, a, like one of those bungee jumper things. Like sling. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a prison for a hamster. How many years <laughs> did you have it upside down for, do you think? All of them. Before you realized. All of the years I've had a microphone that sits in a shock mount. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can do it the way I did. It's just not It's not going to be as sustainable. I'm thinking that in Joe's cart was the entire Harry Potter collection. Uh-huh. Oh, So that's wrong, Justin. She hates Harry Potter. Damn it. Interesting selection. An mm. Interesting choice. Actually, I've read the Harry Potter series up until the sixth book, I think. And, and then, then I just got them. bored. Mm. Um. What do you think was in my cart? I'm I'm guessing it was a Christmas present for me. Oh, what do you think it was? The Abbott and Costello Blu-ray disc edition that I've been asking for for so long. And Incorrect. I know she wants to get from... Oh, Incorrect. No, no. Wrong. A case of Diet Dr. Pepper. Just kidding. Oh, great idea, <laughs> Rob. Dollars of 90, Dr. It's, Pepper. That's right. There's 80 cans. <laughs> no. That'd be a terrible Alex? sale. I'm going to say it was like... Um, Case of dental floss. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Four hundred bucks. Lifetime supply. <laughs> no. Okay. No, you're wrong. Four hundred thousand miles of dental floss. No. If I were to actually guess, <laughs> that was your actual guess. <laughs> no, not the the Blu-ray thing is one hundred twenty-eight dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know this. Right. I know this. I could check right now and tell you on Amazon. I'm just saying your actual guess. That was your actual this, guess. I know. That <laughs> no, wasn't my actual guess, which is also wrong. But if I were to guess, I would say there are not many things I know in this world. <laughs> funniest thing would be that if it was multiple versions of the same thing like if you accidentally got frozen on the page and clicked it and added like 25 of that thing oh yeah that's happened to me before too and this is what i where i was gonna go with my my point to this no you already said your guess no you say it's not (laughs) no not my guess guess. but (laughs) what i'm saying is is i'll go shopping and i like sometimes i was looking for like action figures (laughs) for yourself no for for me for the kids for me. Yeah. 
Um, for your kid brother. And uh, so I, I was putting like multiple in because I'd find this one for this this price. And I'm like, oh, this one's like pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the end and there's like $500 worth of toys in there. And I'm like, oh, I should probably delete some of these. <laughs> All I did Harlan, Harlan was just was miming that. the arc of his story as a slow incline and then a sharp drop. But I was I was very close to putting the order through. I'm like, okay, I got that, and then I'm like, but then you did three hundred and fifty six dollars. What the hell's going on here? I'm like, that's a good story. Is it though? He just said he put a bunch of stuff in his cart and then he removed it. No, but I mean, it's the way he tells them. I can emotionally (laughs) connect to the shock of realizing that you've got $500 worth of toys. What did I put in there? You're giving him too much credit. I need to know what kind of action figures before I can invest emotionally in the archivist story. That's true. That's true. What kind? Marvel uh, superhero. Awesome. Okay. Marvel was that, is that the name? Is it a generic Marvel superhero? He bought five hundred dollars worth superhero. of them. No name, Marvel superhero. Actually, I can show them to you. Oh, he's going into his background. He's oh, there. We are. Opened and Emily. Oh, oh my God! It's X Man. I was like, oh, they're like collectible and X Girl. They're like the Legends or something. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, that's Marvel's they. They read very much X Force. Marvel's nineties. Who are those Black characters? Boom, boom. I don't. I don't think that those are Marvel characters. Boom Boom and Electrode Man. X-Force. Boom Boom ended up on Next Wave, which makes her one of the best. Oh, okay. Because Next Wave is awesome. Oh, X-Force. That's Yeah, that's Deadpool's little team. Isn't is it? there a piece of a leg? Anyway, what was it, Joe? It was two Yankee Candles. Oh, wow. They're expensive. They are so flipping expensive. Yankee candle burned it up. What is what is a Yankee mm-hmm, candle? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a candle that you that you've seen. It's they have the glass that you see almost like bubble tops. Yes. And they have the like the plastic lip and you pull them off and it's a candle that you burn. What flavors were they? Okay. Like, did flavors sense what what are Yankee candles They're come flavors. In? <laughs> okay. Oh yes. The way we use them flavors. So the reason <laughs> that I put them in my cart and left them in my mm, cart is flavor. because they're massive and they're each like $45, oh, which is five. crazy. Oh. Too much, too big. I need to find the smaller version of the candle, but they're like like standard Christmas bullshit stuff where it's like- Warm spices. And- no, 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 no. I don't want the apple spice or nothing. I want okay. like a spruce tree candle. I see. I want a cinnamon and- and pine candle. You know gotcha. what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I want to smell like I'm walking around in a forest. In I call house. that pinnamon, an on fire forest. Yes. With mm. cinnamon somehow. <laughs> just light the stove. Well, we do. Believe me. Even mm. with the pilot light on, on, we just fill that house with gas. I there love having a candle lit, though. It just feels like cozy. Yeah. It's and, like, beginning zen. to look oh, 100%. Not like. You know what works well? If you put like. Uh, uh, one of those candles, those glass candle, on like your uh, yeah, we ele- do the that. element of your stove, so it's like nice, gets it nice and hot. Oh no, we don't do that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm does kidding, that work? I'm kidding. I no, think you would definitely no. light your house <laughs> on fire. No, but you right? know what we, sure what, what we do 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 huh? is we make little like pots of water with like a bit of vanilla extract and like a cinnamon stick, and you just like low bubble it, or even yeah. so nice. a piece of tin foil in the oven, really, really low. And you just put like some spices right on there, and you cook it, and it ends up just sort of sm- mm. you know smelling. And I'm talking about really huh. low. Don't don't yeah. blast your oven at 400 and roast. Or it's gonna burn. you get some um, really good quality bleach and some ammonia, <laughs> yeah. and you just yeah. mix it together mm, in yeah. a pot, and you just slow simmer it 
Um, and take a good whiff. Mm. I like to put a towel over my head as I breathe in the bucket. De- definitely have the fume hood on for that, I guess. I- try this at home. <laughs> no, don't try oh this Oh, my at home. God. That's a joke, ladies and gentlemen. That will cause you to die. That's a poison. That was a, yeah, yeah. That was a chemistry joke, I think, probably. <laughs> yeah. don't- I don't even... Well, it was, I guess, yeah, technically. Uh, anyway, should we play some D&D? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Speaking of poison gas clouds... Uh-huh. Speaking of which... Oh, Rob's going to fart into the microphone. Oh, no. Again, oh, Rob. Oh, no. Oh, come oh, on, Rob. Oh, For the 30th time to today. My God. Our sound effects budget, unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Got a, a consummate professional. Back aboard the airship, it would seem that some of the cultists on deck are looking at you with a little bit of amusement, perhaps, at your antics lately. You just descended from the ship in order to track down a parcel of belongings that you had thrown overboard yourselves and then tried to hit with an arrow. It seems like maybe some of them don't really know what you've been up to and maybe are a little bit afraid um, to guess. So they're they're going about their business, but maybe few of them are casting looks at you. If anyone would understand weird religious rituals, you'd think it would be cultists. Hmm. No, they only understand their own weird religious right. things. Right. Everything else to them is still weird. They're like, what? They're not flogging themselves before bed? What? <laughs> How do they know the gods won't kill them in their sleep? They don't commune with the great dragon? Jackson is perched on one of the tethers that's on the side of the balloon, his little tressum wings folded along his back, his huge yellow eyes casting around the ship, and he finds the huge form of Kraloth, glides over and lands on your shoulder, Kraloth, purring appreciatively. Oh, hey there, little buddy. It is a beautiful day, isn't it? Oh, I got a treat for you. And Kraloth reaches into his bag and he pulls out a little piece of dwarf-cured fish that he'd been saving for Kieran. This fell off a of Doran. I think it's good. <laughs> this, I found this in Doran's beard. Beard brine. So speaking of Doran, the ship writes itself ever so slightly and and the massive ape shape of Doran quickly you know reduces down to uh, the you're way behind brother dwarf size <laughs> the arm comes up over the side you're not a, you're not an when ape. were you an ape you're not an was ape. i not you're an ape coming up no no coming up this was like 10 episodes ago <laughs> oh this was you're, you're right. just normal and we came back from <laughs> okay i was i was i thought i was really i thought i had it there damn it i know the last thing <laughs> that's, that's so important funny. for your character is that as you were leaving one of the other dwarfs went see you soon doran iron fist and you were <laughs> just, like huh I remember that part. What did I, I love that. I Leading up to that point, right, Alex right, went and turned right. off the lights, closed his eyes. Well, I'm getting, in the, I'm getting in the mood. We've been practicing Doran's dwar- or ape moves. I don't know. Jack and Jack and Doran on their days off have been just making sure Doran had like his giant ape stone boulder right. throwing yes. stuff down. Thank you for going along with it, Rob. Uh, I'll play <laughs> Say along. It's yes. all good. Uh, <laughs> Doran's arm clamors over the side of the ship as he's the last one up the ladder, and he looks around and kind of makes eyes back at the the cultists who give him odd looks, you know? And he sort of grumbles under his voice. Oh, mind your business, eh? Yeah, what we do with our stuff is our business. That's right. The red nods emphatically, throwing an arm over Doran's shoulder and following him into the 
inside of the show. If only they knew what we'd been through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do, but yeah. Well, but not all of it, right? Come on. Well, Damien does. He, t- I told him. Damien. Yeah, that dude. Oh, is that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that looks after Shale, right? I feel like my voice has changed. <laughs> How does Doran sound again? <laughs> Christian Bale, Batman. <laughs> Right. Obviously. Right. So, uh, how how far do you reckon we are from uh, the next stop there, Jack? Uh, well, the next one we're going to is... Where are we going? Where are we going? The Boombastic Jazzman Isle. Let's oh, do it. That sounds <laughs> fun. Jazz I love man. jazz. Yeah. For some reason, it's just it's on the map. So Jack conjures up the map in front of us and sort of plots our course, Indiana Jones style, to sort of see, well, we're headed to One Stone. And, you know, we should get there late on the 25th. So we've got a couple of days, hopefully, to uneventfully uh, fly through the air there. No more bugs. No more celebrations. Yeah. You're telling me I'm really tired of those bugs flying around. Clear skies. No storms, I hope. I I guess I don't really have a weather sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No more celebrations. Red turns to Shale, and he's like, I guess they forgot my birthday. He runs back to his room. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, okay, good. Cool. <laughs> Did you guys want to do anything before we end up at the next burial mound? There's about five days to burn. I think Red fletches some more arrows in his downtime, but it's it's very matter of fact. Jack spends his time practicing his flute when he needs a mental break and swapping spells with the fellow wizard on board and telling stories and, and getting that, finding all those friction points between archaeologists and anthropologists just because. But. Mm-hmm. And highlighting how one is better. Yeah, Endazar's got a lot of books with him and maybe the two of you peruse. Oh, for sure. Does Andazar, does Andazar speak giant? I don't think so. Oh, he's dang, kind of okay. a budding linguist. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. he's He's been studying some of the languages of the different barbarian tribes, but, mm. you know, he's that's something that he's saved for his, like, 500th birthday through. Although it, it might be interesting for, for, you know, one evening after perusing books, knowing we're going to One Stone, Jack might sort of say when we're all gathered around, Andrezard, what do you know about One Stone? I, I, I'm not even sure I know which, which uh, tribe spends time at that sacred place. Ah, yes. Well, it is interesting that you're going there. I've never been personally, so if you don't mind, I would love to accompany you down. Uh, Well, you're pretty committed at this point. uh, Well, yes. You could drop me off anywhere you like. I'm just kind of a side dude. Bit of a ways down. (laughs) As far as one stone itself, uh, I believe it is of the... Sky Pony Tribe. Oh. <laughs> Red laughs. That's a pretty good name. Sky Pony. Who thought of that? I'm sorry, Red. Is there something? Sorry. Can- I didn't mean to, to talk out of turn. I, I just mean to say that name. It's it's stupid. It, it's a stupid sounding name. It is a stupid sounding name. Well, Red, you must understand there are some peoples whose... Uh, uh, language does not translate very well into common, and so I, I'm trying my best to do the most uh, accurate depiction, I no, suppose. No, of course. Uh, Kraloth and I don't mean any offense. Uh, again, it's it's just a really stupid-sounding name. Sorry. You could probably think Pegasus or Nightmare or any of those other uh, horses that fly through the air. I mean, we just came from the Griffin tribe. You'd think that they would have something that's a bit more intimidating to kind of keep up with their neighbors, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Who would you rather fight alongside? The Griffins 
Or the ponies. The sky ponies. The sky ponies. <laughs> I doubt we're going to run into anything dangerous there. No, no. Mm. Stupid sky ponies. <laughs> I, I suppose you are right. So Doran, uh, you know, seems a little bit, um, <clears throat> you know, you guys are laughing and, and having a good time uh, with the sky ponies. And Doran's... You've never seen a sky pony. <laughs> yeah, he gets all fucking serious. <laughs> no, well, he does. Stabs his knife into the wood and leans forward. You'll laugh. Uh. But not like that. <laughs> fucking jaws here. He does a lot of self-reflection and, you know, you kind of see Doran, Doran's a little bit separated from the rest of you and he does a lot of self-reflection and you see him doing push-ups a couple days and then for days at a time he goes to Krayloth and uh i guess maybe i i rat to tat rat to tat on the on the your door you knock yeah what the hell is a rat i go to seek your uh, conversation yeah and Krayloth welcomes him in and uh Krayloth is sitting with kieran and uh, Kieran and him have have created a system where Kieran's been a much better student of Giant and has, has far surpassed uh, <laughs> Kraloth's understanding. So now Kieran is teaching Kraloth, and they've got this system of barks that they've they've worked out, and Kraloth is struggling. Steady buddies. I love the idea that Kraloth translates Giant through his understanding of dog. So he's like, oh, door. In Giant, that's uh, three barks. That's uh, <laughs> You've now added another layer to your understanding. But but in, unbeknownst right. to everybody else, you've just like fluently learned dog. Right. <laughs> Is there anything more like positive reinforcement, though, than conjugating the sentence right and a happy puppy jumping into your lap and being like, you fucking did it. Yeah, go you. Like Face kisses. Oh, it's great incentive. I would never learn any words. <laughs> I'd be like, no. When Doran walks in, uh, Kralot says, oh, uh, Doran, oh, good to see you. I could uh, honestly use a break here. My teacher's real hard on me. You're not playing chess, are you? <laughs> Doran cl- closes the door behind him. and He steps in and he looks a little bit gloomy. Kraloth, I, uh, I wonder if I could talk to you for a few minutes about, uh, well, about some things. Uh, yeah, sure. Ha- have a seat. I was just about to brew some tea. Oh, thank you. I'd love one. I meant for me, but okay. <laughs> Two sugars, Krayla. Thank you. <laughs> this course, bed looks course. awfully comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of stuff has, you know, come to light recently, and I just, I, I, I don't know much about my own religion, and I don't know much about a lot of things, but you see, I, I, I seem to be struggling a bit, and... I'm concerned that, well, all of this stuff I've done, it's it's going to come back to get me. And, and I don't know what Moradin says about it. And, well, I guess I'd love to know what Kalimvor says about it. And if you have anything that you could tell me about uh, what maybe my future holds, knowing the these terrible deeds I've somehow managed to perform. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kraloth has a stoic but warm look on his face as he nods and moves over to the stove yeah the things you mentioned the other day they uh caused me pause to realize that you had a bit more of a complicated past than i had uh, assumed originally yeah complicated that's that's the word Did you say complicated? (laughs) You could stand for some lessons with Kieran there, Doran. Well, come in here. Put your feet up on the woof woof. (laughs) 
Kraloth takes a moment as he puts the water slowly on the, the stove and uh, turns it up with wood and fire. And he comes back to sit down and says, well, here's what I see. There is one thing that can absolve you of your past misdeeds. And I'll tell you right now, Doran, as far as I'm concerned, you're already doing it. Oh, it's killing bad guys. <laughs> no, not exactly. Lately, you've been doing a lot of self-reflection. Looking into the past. Seeing where you have wronged others, created problems for friends, foes, family. <sighs> not proud of it, Kraloth, I'm not. Exactly. You're recognizing how you feel about these things that you've done. You are facing your pain. And I have to tell you that that takes courage, Doran. Hmm. It is not easy to face the pain and what we have inflicted on others. And in Kelimvor's eyes, the courage that it takes to reflect upon yourself, to stay with these uncomfortable feelings, is what is going to move you to a place of balance. Well, I truly hope that Kalimvor can, I don't know, give a good word to Moradin. And... Doran, you don't understand. It isn't up to Kalimvor, nor Moradin. It's up to you. You have to be the one to face your pain. You have to be the one to solve your problems and make it right. This is your responsibility. The gods are there to support you, to guide you. But at the end of the day, it falls on your stout shoulders, door and iron fist. Ah, there we go. Jasmine tea. Mm. I was very happy when the cultists said that uh, they had a little bit on board. I haven't had it in ages. And Jasmine is my favorite. Mm. Thank you very much, uh, Kraloth. I, I appreciate your, your kind words and thoughts. It, it certainly puts my mind a bit more at ease, but... I think I have some ways to go. You most certainly do. And Kraloth pours him some tea, and I think we just sit and hang out for a little bit and yeah. talk yeah. giant with Kieran. Kieran rests their head on Doran's lap for some scratches, and Jackson's curled up, enjoying the heat of the stove nearby. And the cultist asks, Do you like the fresh jazz man? We got him from Yarter and shaved off thin pieces for you. Your request was weird, but not impossible. Wait, who is this? Jazz man Some tea. weird cultist who killed some jazz player from Yarter for you. <laughs> jazz man. God. That's what we're drinking. Klaus asked me to do your quest, and I have done. <laughs> he screamed a lot. <laughs> it's the evening of the 25th of Nightall, the drawing down, when you find the third spirit mound. Tucked inside the tall pines of the Moonwood, west of the Red Run River, a grove of bare trees does a poor job of concealing the third burial mound, marked on Harshnag's map as one stone. The spirit mound is encircled by a swift and sparkling stream. The island at the center is 400, 500 feet wide and is a two-tiered affair with a top tier built to resemble a dumb creature as seen from the sky. Told you. 
Much like the Griffins tribes was. <laughs> Look how stupid it was. And unoriginal. Included that. That's great. <laughs> it is a pretty silly looking pony. I'll give it to you. As you approach in your airship, you discern movement on the ground. Four stone giants are busily destroying stone cairns that mark the graves of Uthgard barbarians, tossing rocks from these markers into the stream, digging chunks of earth out of the mound itself. And you see there are corpses here too, still figures lying in red stains in the snow. See, even they think it's stupid. <laughs> oh my god, look! And he points out the stone giants. Mm-hmm. Those are stone giants, like the ones we fought down in Amphail. Down around Amphail. Down between Rasalantar and Amphail. <laughs> down around Rasalantar. <laughs> well, they're stone giants, yeah. Jack's hands grab the edge of the, the ship tight. His knuckles go white. Oh, yeah. Having a moment thinking about stone giants. Mm. It's okay, Jack. It's all right. And Kraloth shouts to the cultists that are leading the ship, Stay out of range! They're throwing heavy debris! Don't come until we signal you. So what's your strategy, guys? How do you want to get in on the ground level? You are looking, may I remind you, for a specific artifact in the midst of this scene of chaos. Hmm. I think we should get down to the edge of the trees and fire at them from a distance, one at a time, and try to kite them as far as we can. There's a ravine that goes around the mound, which we could use for our advantage. It would be, at the very least, difficult terrain for them to cross. There's another idea. How, how high can this ship go? I mean, what if we were to go way up above the clouds and float down? Well, then cloud giants would get us. <laughs> <laughs> Who would float down? I'm thinking, uh, you know, if we, with Kraloth's... Uh, Balloon pack, levitate. But to what end? Well, so we do that and then land where? Like on a giant. <laughs> Just looking at it from above, if we're trying to pinpoint things that could be... The, the artifact we're looking for down there, there's a couple of poles. There's that boulder at the eye of the pony. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, stone giants are known for, for smashing things, and Jack is kind of, you know, knees knocking together, a little nervous about him, just given his history with him. Right. But remember that the stone giants were smashing humanoid things. They were smashing dwarven ruins, and we're looking for a giant uh, trinket, which, I mean, I don't know them that well, but I get the feeling that, when it comes to giant stuff, they might be acting a little bit differently. Maybe. I, I guess my only concern is, are they the sort of intelligent giants that's going to think a relic that's been in human hands for a long time is still a giant relic, even if it started out as one? If there's no concern for them destroying the relic here, then why don't we just wait for them, maybe observe them, see what they do, maybe learn a bit about their motives? The stone giant to the northeast, as you're having this conversation from afar, bends down and picks up a boulder, holds it up high above its head, examining it. And even from this distance, you can see there's something different about this, this boulder. And in giant, red and jack, and even now Kraloth a little bit, you're piecing together the language, you hear this giant say... Look how these small creatures have stolen from us and used this bull to decorate their insulting cemetery. And then the giant kicks in this burial mound, caving in a crypt and launching a huge clod of dirt into the air. It would appear that the giant has discovered the relic. Ah, so they want to take it. 
Ah, uh, so it's not even that they're going to destroy it, it's that they're going to steal it. That's woof, woof, wine, woof. They've discovered the relic. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Kraloth. Nailed it. Yeah, they have. All right, that puts a clock on this thing. Let's move the airship down south and approach from that direction. I see one down there that I think we'd be able to pick off. I think we should land, keep the ship far back, approach from the woods, and try to take out these one at a time. What do you say? Well, we need that relic. That's what we're here for. So we're going to have to take it down. So, sorry, Doran, I, w- I was actually talking to Kraloth. Can you scooch over? Kraloth, what do you think? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I know, but, you know, you can't joke around necessarily with Doran. All right, let's do it. Take the ship round! Let's make sure we're all prepared. And while the airship is maneuvering to circle this island, Kraloth casts a spell. As a level four, you guys are going to get aid. Now, this is going to go to Red, Jack, and Kraloth, not Doran. That's oh. fine. Sorry, Doran. <laughs> no, sucker. So everybody's going to get plus 15 uh, temporary HP. I understand. I get it. And don't forget to eat your treats, Kraloth says, as he pulls out a, I don't know, a, like a chocolate truffle. Ooh. You made chocolates for everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Little cocoa balls. And uh, cool. he eats that. And you get another <laughs> plus three. And Doran, you get the plus three HP. And Kieran... Also gets plus three HP. Aw, don't feed him fucking chocolate. Are you chocolate. kidding me? Oh, no. this, this isn't cocoa. This is this is. I'm imagining no, those cocoa. like overpriced no, 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 like no, no, no. energy bites that you can get at like a health food store. That's like oh, dates yeah. and coconut and yeah, like exactly. pistachios. His are made with or, uh, theirs are made with fig. Nice. Okay, great. Thanks, buddy. And Red eats his. How much does that give you? I'm at a total of seventy five hit points now. Yes. Take it around. So the airship cranks through the sky silently at a distance such that you hope the stone giants do not observe you. And it seems like they don't because they are really busy right now dismantling the very structure of this spirit mound. Psst, Alex, shut up. (laughs) We add those in post. (laughs) Well, that's for Justin to use later. Oh, yeah, I'll use those. I'll use those, Alex. Literally, the the role for initiative is an Alex song. <laughs> and that one we use the most. <laughs> I made a flying machine. <laughs> All right, folks. Everybody roll for initiative. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just unanimous sadness. I bet yours is better than mine. Doran, what'd you get? A six. Kraloth? Seven. <laughs> hey, he was right. Jack. Fifteen. And red. Sixteen. Oh. <laughs> it's a game of increments between the two of you. Anything you can do, I can do better. Doran feels a surge of adrenaline rush through his veins, and he looks over at Jack, and he kind of nudges with his shoulder. He says, well, you got your, uh, you got your fingers all ready for your magic? Just like we've been practicing. Oh. Yeah, it's always a little bit exciting before battle, isn't it? <laughs> Careless whispers on the flute is something else, let me tell you. Especially Ooh. the way Jack plays it. <laughs> N- nailed it. All right. Oh, uh, do you want Andazar to come too? Yes. Yes. Let's bring him. Let's bring the high, powerful wizard, please. Yeah. 
So let's say this airship drops you in the middle of a copse of trees just to the southeast of this spirit mound. The cultist shoves us off the side. It's about 200 feet from the river. And you feel confident that right now your movements are relatively secret. However, the trees are leafless and you can still see the giants moving around in the growing darkness in the island. I think Red, 200 feet back from the river, will climb a tree and find one big enough that he can sport himself in. And uh, before he does, he turns to the others and he puts a hand on each of their shoulders. He's like, like, it's all right. Everything's going to be fine. If anything gets too hairy, we retreat. Do you understand? And he locks eyes with each of you one at a time. We turn and run. I hope it doesn't come to that, but fair enough. Krayoff? Yes. Jack? Mm-hmm. No, yes. Just say yes. Just look at me and say yes. God, you guys, we're so, we just really need to be on the same page for all this. This is making you... It's making me very uncomfortable. And a rock <laughs> crashes through the trees and smashes Red. <laughs> retreat! Retreat! <laughs> All right. I mean, I'll take that mm-hmm as a yes, emphatically. Yes. All right. I love you, boys. And Red scales the tree to uh, find a good position. Okay. Red, you're, you're in the forest 200 feet from the river's edge? Correct. Okay. Because you said these were bear trees, which means I have line of sight. And, yeah. Roar, ah! That's right. Roar and then ah. <laughs> Doran gives Endazar a, a, a quizzical look and he says, are you going to be okay? Uh, yeah, my mature friend. <laughs> hey, old fuck. <laughs> it's been some time since I've seen battle, but yes, I... Uh, I prepare spells for for events such as these. And he touches the middle of his chest and the shimmer of mage armor appears over his Mm. ancient cloaks. Wow. And he adjusts his earmuffs. Very clever. I think I'm ready. So Doran suggests that uh, Kraloth, Jack, and Endazar follow him up to the very edge of the trees so that we're kind of on on the front line, if you will. And I think at this point, Red is just watching the stone giant for the moment that he might be alerted to their presence. So Red has already knocked an arrow. He is basically playing Overwatch right now as his three friends move up. Why are you playing video games, Red? Pay attention. And Doran, in a very SWAT-like manner, not maybe not SWAT-like, but very military manner, using the hand motions, you know, tells everybody to follow him up and keep low to the ground and hide behind that tree and hide behind that tree. He uses the hand motions and then tells everyone, no. Move! <laughs> you know, so I point, I point out to the trees, you know, where, just stand behind a tree and, and he does so himself. Hmm. Looking back at Red. I want everyone who is moving through the trees closer to these giants to make a stealth check, please. Mm. Oh, fuck. Everyone sounds like they did a great job on their stealth checks. What's the signal mean again, Doran? It means... <laughs> as Doran rolls a six for me. Okay. Five for Kraloff. Okay. <laughs> it's an 11 for Jack. Holy All fuck. All right. Guys, look, a chipmunk. <laughs> Endazar rolled a 16, nice. so he's crushing it. You're doing great, Endazar. Well done, Andy. You make it about 60 feet through this bare wood. The ground underfoot is crunchier 
than you were hoping for, being that it is frozen and the ground is littered with dry leaves. No matter how quietly you try to step, all you can hear is the crunch, crunch, crunch of your own footsteps echoing through this leafless forest. And you hear the burbling of the river as you approach red. You see the stone giant closest to you straighten from this sabotage of the crypts that it was undertaking and look directly into the trees where your companions are making their approach. once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters Christopher Ryan Evans, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell Ashley and JB, Michael and Brianna Weber, Colin Burkhart, Daniel Doug, Jessica Orrit, Jonah Goldman and Mari Kaneski. See you soon! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.